I was going to say, it's nice to see that uh, Joey and Colson are really embracing this 98 Pacers team. Went with a shaved head. For That's the right. I, I yeah. shaved uh, my head uh, this morning for this. I'm ready to go. Nice. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch Undebeatable Goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is May 17th. 2020, and this is episode 451. This show, we're going to discuss games one and two of the 98 Pacers Bulls Eastern Conference. Is Eastern Conference Finals? Eastern Conference yes, Finals. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, we'll have some under Googleables in the second half as well. Joining me are our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Unabeatables? Shout out uh, to my good friend, Colenzo, who celebrated a birthday this week, and we did the requisite Zoom call. Mm. Happy birthday. Shout out from Houston, Texas, Coronavirus Central. Right now, congratulations! Uh, it's our in-house bartender. He mixes up the drinks and the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Uh, real quick, shout out to uh, Missyek, who uh, does uh, player highlight mixes on YouTube. Um, if there's any obscure player that you've ever loved, or even just wanted to see do one or two things, he has a mixtape for you. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Joey just broke the news to me right before the show that he stopped putting out mixes six years ago. So, uh, Missyak, come back to us. Um, <laughs> and while you root for him and wait for him, you can watch things like uh, Orlando Johnson mixtapes. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, a couple of uh, Bender dunks. It's great. It's really <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Uh, and from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Shout out you guys. Love this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Back at you. Did you just self-shout out there, Colson? I did. I shouted myself <laughs> out after you shouted me out. I, I like, like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it very much. Is this like like looking yourself in the mirror and getting hyped up for the for <laughs> you know the day or something? Exactly. Stuart Smalley. Slapping himself on the face. <laughs> You're the best. Good You're hype. the best. Good hype. <laughs> Before we start the show, we'd just like to remind you, you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. If you just click the link at the show notes or go to theunbeatables.com slash Amazon. Uh, any shopping you do kicks a small percentage of your sale back to us and helps support what we do. Well, again, we are going down memory lane 
this time we are watching the 97-98 Bulls Pacers Eastern Conference Finals. It's uh, uh, timely, I guess, because the last dance is finishing up, I guess, this evening. Uh, and uh, the Pacers were, were a focal point for uh, for one of the episodes. I haven't seen it yet. I said I was waiting until it was done. But you guys have been watching. Um, so the first game, these are uh, both in Chicago. Bulls win this one 85-79. And game two, Bulls win again in Chicago, 104-98. Not a good week of basketball, gentlemen. <laughs> Not, Not a good, a good week, week of basketball. Let's, uh, let's take a step back, though, and, uh, and set the stage of uh, what's going on right now in this 97-98 season. As those of you that have been watching The Last Dance know, this is, you know, the Jordan Bulls, sort of their last run at a title, lots of turmoil, they're breaking things up but there are other teams in the league that are trying to to get their championship on uh and the pacers are one of those actually this was um you know we recently did the 90 uh five series against against the knicks and this is basically the core of that team has matured a little bit yeah uh, bits lot. and pieces have have <laughs> changed lot. out yeah 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 we'll get to how good they are yeah um <laughs> Uh, but so in this 97-98 season, that team goes 58-24, uh, and 24, second only to the Bulls that they're playing in the Central uh, Division. Uh, as far as offensive, defensive ranks go, this team was super good. They were fourth in the league in offensive rating and fifth in the league in defensive rating that year. That is a uh, recipe to win a title right there. Still playing super slow, though. Uh, pace is 87.9, which was not just slow for the time, but slow for the league. 27th in the league in pace. Um, they had a pretty solid season, as you can imagine, going 58-24, and 24, but finished particularly strong. Finished basically on a seven-game win streak and then sat everybody in the, the final game of the season. Uh, Bird is our coach now. Uh, Rick Carlisle and, and Dick Harder, the, the main assistants. Uh, and a young Dan Burke is in the background there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, key player is still Reggie Miller. He's our, he's our uh, uh, rock. He, again, was an all-star in this 97-98 season. Yep. And was a third-team all-NBA. Uh, Rick Smits was also an all-star this year. Had a pretty solid year. Uh, the Bulls, you guys probably know, uh, were de- really, really freaking good. Um, <laughs> this season, they ended up 62-20. and 20, And mind you, that is after they started the season 8-7 and seven, or something like that. They started 8-7 and seven and won 62 games. So yeah. their previous three seasons, right? So it, was, so it was 72 wins and then 69 wins. Is that right? And then this is their mm. just... Then it was like, like 62 know. wins this season. So. Yeah, it was a big collapse on their part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean really an embarrassing apart. showing from their team. Um, <laughs> you know, they're lucky to be here. Yeah, you're right. So 72, 69, and then 62. Yeah, coming off back-to-back titles. That's right, coming off back-to-back titles. Um, they also, uh, super good, ninth in offensive rating in the league, third in defensive rating, uh, also play super low. slow. Uh, yeah, it does seem like uh, they were um, 
28 and 5 after the All-Star break uh, this Ooh. season. Mm. Yeah. Uh Rodman led the league in rebounding. Uh Dennis Rodman. And I'm uh, sure Tex, right? I don't have that stat, but Ooh, I didn't I'm look a, at the I should I'm have looked at that. I'm 100% tech. sure. Yeah. Uh Scotty Pippen was an all-star, was third team all NBA and first team all defensive. And Michael Jordan in his swan song, he's supposed to be slowing down at this point. The the grind is really getting to him. So he uh Put up a meager 28.7 points a game to lead the league in scoring. Uh, was obviously an all-star. Was first-team all-NBA and first-team all-defense. And the MVP. And the MVP. Uh, turns out he's good. Yeah. Uh, both these you know, they should make in, a show about that. They, they, <laughs> you could probably get a solid 10 to 15 hours out of this content. <laughs> Uh, both teams come into this series hot as you can imagine Um, the the Pacers beat Cleveland in the first round uh, 3-1 and then beat dispatched with the Knicks in the second round 4-1 the team that we could barely handle in 95 yep just disposed of them and then uh, the Bulls similarly swept the Nets in the first round and then handled the Charlotte Hornets uh, in the second round, um, let's see. We were all freshmen in high school. I had just met Joey, probably. Um, uh, freshman probably in, co- college. in college. In college, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, did I say high school? Sorry, college. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Titanic was the best picture at the time. It it won. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's true. It had won. That's right. Uh, let's see what else. Next, next. Too Close was the hot album. <laughs> Topping the charts for five yeah. of six weeks in the month, uh, bridging April and May. Yeah. Uh, and it did not age well. If you check no. out uh, Too Close by Next, did not age well. Hmm. Yeah. Our younger listeners should not Google that. <laughs> Definitely not the lyrics. <laughs> uh. Wow. So. Okay. Right, so let's stuff. break it down. Game one. Where do we want to start? I, I want to start with the fact that uh, Rodman was coming off uh, his wor- week-long birthday celebration. <laughs> okay, that's a good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Phil Jackson described it in the pregame. A guy you mean like forty-eight Rod- hours. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a guy like R- Rodman spends a week on his birthday. So. Um, I don't know if that's why he didn't start. I guess they like the Kukoc matchup against Davis to like pull Davis away from the basket. Um, in, in this game, it's not real effective. Davis is uh, dominating Kukoc down low, and when they finally bring in Rodman, he starts giving us a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember. I feel like Rodman had was maybe also battling some injuries or something like that. Because I think Kukoc started most of the playoffs. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually, so uh, Bulls have home court advantage in this, so the game's in Chicago. Uh, but the Pacers uh, come out start as come out hot. Um, as you mentioned, Dale Davis just owning uh, Kukoc and uh, forces like it. Phil Jackson has to call a timeout after like a minute. Or something like that. Yeah, we're at like, 4-0. Right, he calls a timeout. <laughs> uh, 
uh, start playing hard. And then he makes the, at that point, I, I guess I didn't watch closely enough, but after that, I noticed that he now put Pippin on Mark Jackson, which is going to be a theme throughout this series because Pippin drives Mark Jackson insane. Pippin might, yeah. Pippin drives all people insane. For sure. Like as a defender, I mean, there's a good argument to be made that across positions, Dennis Rodman is one of the best defenders at all positions. Mm-hmm. But Scottie Pippen is hands down better at anyone who handles the ball. Mm-hmm. So, so sure. the, the rumor is that uh, uh, Pippen went to Jackson before this series and said, I want to guard Mark Jackson. He went to Phil Jackson before the series and said, I want to guard Mark Jackson because okay. he's the hub of their offense. He might have gone to Mark too. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Is it cool with you if I guard you? Um, but this isn't the first time that, that Pippen has guarded the opposing you know, point guard. Um, but it's really effective in this game because a lot of the offensive stuff we do um, starts with Mark Jackson, especially at this point. I mean, we I think we gave uh, Mark a rough time, and I think uh, also Larry Brown gave Mark a rough time in that uh, in that Knicks series. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't play mm-hmm. that well. This this player, this Mark, this version of Mark Jackson is so much more confident, so much more capable, so much more in control. Even with one of the best defenders in the league on him, it does give him trouble, but. Um, you know, uh, I think he still uh, proves that he belongs on the floor, um, being ho- hounded by one of the the best defenders in the in the game. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's typified by in both this game and the the next game. The Pacers like stayed in these games. There were points where the Bulls would go on these surges, um, but the Pacers, you know, maintained contact a lot in part to, you know, the steadying presence of Jackson. Mm-hmm. Well, Jackson gets busy early with Dale Davis, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is this is a tool that didn't seem to be in the toolbox against the Knicks in the '95 series. That's but, right. Um, uh, and Mark Jackson does a just even with Scottie Pippen on him does a better job of you know creating a little space, taking advantage of some of the stuff that's happening around him, and just finding ways to find Dale Davis at the front of the rim. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think Davis might have scored eight points in the first quarter of this game. Um, and it was all lops. Uh, believe it or not, uh, Dale Davis shot no threes <laughs> and hit no real. I, mean, I, I think he might have even had a hook in there somewhere. <laughs> like yeah. he, he was feeling hot. He might have hit an eight foot hook shot or something. But like mostly just <laughs> lob and slam, right? Which is the extent of his game. And uh, I, that's just a great thing, right? Give give Mark Jackson a little confidence coming in and get Dale Davis involved and make them pay if they want to double team or collapse their mm-hmm. defenses, right? They were just they were, they were trying to, you know, hit him with two guys when he tried to get two feet in the paint and Dale was just rolling to the rim and flushing it. And it was super effective in that first quarter. For sure. Um, okay, well, so for some context, uh, so, you know, this, this team was together for so long, the main components of it. Um, you know, we talked about the 95 team. It's uh, Mark Jackson, Reggie Miller, Derek McKee, Dale Davis, and Rick Smits. Uh, at this point, Derek McKee's coming off the bench. Um, we now start Chris Mullen. We brought in as a free agent, I think, the year before? Or was this the first sounds, year? Sounds right. Yeah. I think the year before. Um, and he definitely helps our offense. Uh, he's a great shooter. Um, and he's a savvy vet. He does... You know, 
the little things, but man, led is the he, league in three point shooting or free throw, free throw shooting. shooting, yeah, and second in three point shooting, I think, behind That's Dale Ellis. Very, very useful to have as an offensive weapon, but in this series, he looks very slow. Um, and uh, no, 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 he is in point of fact very slow. <laughs> okay, okay, it's not just that he looks it. It's not just it yeah, no, it's not because it wasn't an illusion. Okay, yeah. Well, no, we, you're right. This was his first season with the Pacers. Yeah. Yep. We bring, uh, we bring yeah. Jalen Rose off the bench, and uh, he looks athletic and good in this first quarter. He hits a three. He has a nice little dime for a Reggie layup. Um, and I'm going, why haven't we started <laughs> Rose? Um, I understand that Mullen is, a, is a, uh, a veteran presence and has been on a, you know, starting on a 58-win team, but uh, Rose looks more equipped for this, uh, athletically for this uh, yeah. series. Well... Also, in fairness, he's playing for one of the greatest shooters of all time. Yeah. And guess what the greatest shooter of all time likes? Shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Over athleticism. So, yeah, yeah Chris Mullen's in there. <laughs> for better or for worse, that's what Larry Bird sees, right? Right. Yeah, so the Pacers um, start out well, but then the, the Bulls sort of charge backs, play a bunch of defense. Pacers very sloppy in this quarter. Seven maybe eight turnovers in the first quarter, uh, which kills us because the Bulls cannot buy a basket in this first quarter. Uh, they're getting decent looks. They're even, you know, they're mostly missing chippies and bunnies. They only score 16 in the quarter, but the Pacers only put up 22. So that's a, that will come into play later. Go ahead. And one of the storylines of the Bulls so far this postseason coming into the series is they've actually shot better on the road and scored better on the road than they had at home. They just had not been that effective. It, what was it? Was, was it called the Chicago Bulls Center at the time? Was no, it, it was the United Center. It was still the United Center? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they just hadn't shot the ball well at home. So they, they were making it up in other ways. And, yeah, this game was no exception. They started off shooting the ball very poorly. Moving into the second quarter, this is where Rodman starts to make his impact yeah. on this game. For those of you that have never seen Dennis Rodman play, definitely watch a highlight reel. We watched one of those. Uh, Miziak? Joey, yeah, Miziak uh, definitely has yeah. one, I'm sure. Miziak had a, a sweet Rodman. It was all rebounds. It was just rebounds. It was great. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so so in a classic sequence at one point, Rodman um, uh, steals a really bad uh, post-entry pass, uh, sort of it's going out of bounds, but he dives after it, saves it, um, uh, to a dude, which leads to a fast break alley oop for the Bulls on that end. Pacers quickly turn around and try to get it back going, uh, but Rodman draws a foul on Antonio Davis, and so that's like a, a, a charge on Antonio Davis. That's like a fifteen second uh, sequence that just encapsulates how the Bulls get these like surges of runs on you, basically. Yeah, the quote after the game from Antonio Davis was. Dennis kind of sparked them. He made a couple plays, and from them on, they were doing things, and we were just reacting. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. for all the Bulls' poor shooting, it's at one point in the the uh, sort of late-ish in the quarter, they were only shooting twenty three percent from the floor, nine of thirty nine. I think they went at some point. They were getting to the line. So at some point, the free throw disparity, like midway through the second quarter, was the Bulls were, uh, had shot fi- 16 free throws, and the Pacers had taken one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hit the one, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. But we just Yay. were not getting to the line. Yeah. yeah. But 
if you haven't seen this bowl steam in a long time for you know a full 48 minutes just know they're exactly what you think they are they jump every passing lane every time you turn the ball over it's two points yep. they're they're long and they're fast and they don't play against set defenses which that's our kryptonite yep, yep. uh we love the pocket yep. pass and that's their favorite thing to steal <laughs> like i mean it's just yeah it's rough yep it reminded me of a um 40 minutes of hell type of defense they almost play full court for like decent stretches, stretches of the game long stretches uh which you never see in the nba these days uh which yeah. is pippen is, is picking wild. mark jackson up yeah no, on he, the inbound yeah from the mm-hmm. baseline yeah no, yep. he's yep. right there 100 percent time like yep. yeah it's pretty wild when, when, when phil jackson told him to make sure he feels you he took that real person. <laughs> yeah. It's like that scene in Hoosiers. He wanted to know what flavor chewing gum. Yeah. Uh, right. It was, yeah. Uh, the Pacers got up by nine at one point. At least seven, maybe nine. Uh, but the the Bulls close it, and the Pacers go into halftime with only a three-point lead. Um, they hit us. And then, and then coming out of the second half, they just kept hitting us, too. Yep. We didn't see it, but at halftime... Uh, they had the draft lottery won by the L.A. Clippers, uh, who that year decided to select Michael Oloa Candy. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Candy man. Mm-hmm. Yes. That worked out well. Who went number totally. two? Totally. Yep. What's that? Who went number two? Uh, I don't know, actually. Somebody way better. <laughs> I just promise. Number two was Mike Bibby, which, whatever. But then it's like late Rafe LaFrance, Anton yeah, right. Jameson, and number five goes oh, Vince Carter. Carter. That's right, yeah. And Paul Novitsky Pierce. At, Novitsky at nine, Pierce at ten. Yeah. Baby Al at 25th. I mean, really, that's the... Uh, the biggest whiff. Yeah, that's the biggest whiff of the should have gone over the candy man. Uh, okay. Well, that was a nice, fun um, sideline uh, break and a little bit of levity. It's going to get bad for the Pacers coming out of the break. Uh, the The Bulls come out, score three quick buckets, uh, take the lead. They're on a 12-0 run, stretching back to the, the second quarter. Um they looked super fun. They looked like champions coming out of the break there. I don't know what you guys thought, but, you know, immediately Jordan gets a steal and a dunk. The crowd's immediately into it again. Pacers couldn't get basically anything going. Uh, yeah. Thoughts? Well, yeah, you said we were up three at the half and with 10 minutes to go in the third. So just two minutes in, we're down uh, 40, 47. So we're down yeah. seven, like that fast. Um, and had not yet scored a point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Reggie hits uh, back-to-back threes there in the mid of the quarter, and it feels like maybe something's happening. Uh, but the Bulls push it back right up to ten. Yeah, our free throw differential, if I recall, is really bad. I didn't write down the the numbers on this, but I think I remember being mad about it. Total um, thirty-seven to twenty-five. Okay, it's not great. And they shot and they shot the ball better than us from the line, which. Isn't supposed to happen, our team. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We we hit every free throw. That's what we do. 
Yeah. And we also got out rebounded. Also not like us. Uh, we're but down. Mostly this team is just relentless, right? Yeah. I mean, well, we're down. Were just, tw- suddenly we're down 20 at this point, too. They just keep hitting us. Once they had it going, they had no intention to stop it. They were just going to, you know, this is a team more than any other that I've ever seen play basketball that knows how to put his foot on the throw, right? Yep. Uh, that's what Jordan knew how to do. And that's what they that's what they did here in that third quarter. I mean, they just handled it. Yeah, they brought it. And, and and to the Pacers' credit, they do respond. But, like, you're right. Just being blitzed like that from being up three to down 20 um, in the middle of the third quarter is just – I mean, it's just quite the punch you take. I thought, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were able to cut it to seven by the end of the quarter. Um, and Reggie misses a three right at the end that could have cut it to four. So, I mean, we definitely do respond. Um, and bridging the quarters, we go on 11-0 run. Bridging yep. the third and fourth. Yeah. One other note that I made here was so so Pippen was working his his tail off to cause a lot of this uh, problem. Pippen had scored what four points or something like that, um, but was the player of the game. I thought the way that he played defense, and he he was he was so tired you could tell he was tired. So Phil Jackson smartly calls a twenty second timeout to sub him out, so that. A couple minutes later, when he brings uh, Jordan out, he can put Pip- Pippen back in so that they never have a time where neither Jordan or Pippen are on the floor, ever. A lesson that Scotty Brooks, many, many years down the road, never learned, and <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder do not have a title because of it. <laughs> yeah, no, the the Pacers did bounce back. I thought it, it was that second unit um, – Sure. A little bit that did it. Yeah. Um, Travis Best and, and Jalen Rose looking good. And Derek um, McKee, we start like like posting him up. <laughs> like this is a, yeah. like our, our go to offense, and he hits a couple. So um, yeah, Pacers actually get it to with within one. Uh, and then oh, Travis Best Mike, was swishing. I mean, he was just. I mean, yeah. No, you're yeah. right. That bench was looking good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Pacers get it within one, and then Michael Jordan turns into Michael Jordan, basically. He scores, uh, j- just beats people points. off the dribble, gets to the lane, layup, uh, murders Jalen Rose on this back cut for a dunk. Or no, he draws a foul and hits this beautiful reverse layup. Uh, just gets the crowd back into it. Um, we, you just lauded Travis Best. There was a key play at, at one point where the, the Pacers were still in contact. Um, the Bulls got caught in a cross match in semi-transition, and Steve Kerr was guarding uh, Rick Smits at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Best has the ball on the top left side of the score. <laughs> Smits is on the post on the right, and instead of swinging the ball around and getting the ball into Rick Smits in the post, he like calls Dale Davis for a screen. But then it's like, no, 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 I got this. Like, waves Dale Davis off. Uh, Rick Smith is still over there just like, <laughs> waving his arms like, give me the fucking ball. I'm and Travis Best just chucks up a brick from yeah, three. Yeah, I'm four times horrible. as tall as the yeah. guy guarding me. Please. <laughs> so, so did he hold horrible. the ball for 20 seconds and then throw up some garbage in three seconds? That's left? exactly That might okay. have been the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I have a – probably the sequence you're talking about, um, I have written down – Jordan hit shot, forces shot clock violation. Jordan and one. Dale Davis <laughs> offensive foul. Suddenly we're down eight. 
Yep. Yeah. So, uh, how quickly things turn from being down one to being down eight against this team when Jordan goes on attack. I, I mean, that's definitely a big part of it, but also this team is just, you know, the, the Bulls team has five titles under their belt, right? And they get a little bit of a lead on you. They're not afraid to take chances, right? Yep. They took yep. us over 25 times in this game. 26? 20. Okay. Oh, I'll take okay. your word for it. 25. Okay. Basketball disagrees, but. Fair enough, fair enough. I whatever. have 26 right now. A bunch of times. Uh, it's a season high. That's all I know. They have 19 steals. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it's because they're not afraid. They know that they can score. They're not afraid to hit those gaps hard. Um, they shot the ball horribly. I mean, they end up shooting 36%, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just uh, – the team is so confident. They know they got Jordan. Uh, and they do all the little – they were out hustling the Pacers. Yep. You know, in this game where you know you're going to have to go into their building and give everything you got and scrap for every possession, the Pacers were getting outworked for loose balls. Mm-hmm. They uh, The Bulls got, at least on two occasions, uh, a rebound off of a missed free throw of their own uh, offensive rebound. The, stuff like that, you just can't – against a team like this – with a Michael Jordan, like the margin for error is so small. Like those are the things you just can't let happen, right? Well, and you said like they just know their roles. Like, I mean, you know, Pippen doesn't have to score 25. He just has to, you know, play defense and break up our offense by guarding Mark Jackson, right? Um, Rodman doesn't have to get 20 rebounds. He just has to come and be a spark and a pivotal moment, you know, in the, you know, second quarter. And suddenly, you know, um, Bird, Bird at the end of the game says, I thought we had an opportunity to win this game, but it seemed like Chicago was just toying with us. Every time we got close, they'd extend it out. At out. Then we'd come back, and they'd extend it out again. And that's that's the story of this game, for sure. Yep. Yeah, there's some of that. But uh, yeah. I, I thought, it, look, AD had a great game for what it was. I mean, we just, you know, we struggled to put the, <laughs> you know... To, to string it together for any part of the second half of this game. Uh, but the big fella had 11 boards and was really working. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to your point about Chicago, like these guys who play for Michael Jordan, they know that they have to do that. Yep. That's right. You're right. They have to put their body on the floor. They have to win every loose fall. Like that's, that's part of Michael Jordan's leadership. Um, but he's and, cool with it. If he, if you don't, right. I, he will not, Take any form of retribution. It's cool. No, I would say, hey, hey, buddy, hey, let's, bud, let's try to do better next time. What did you guys think of the Pacers at the end of the game? Uh, cut it to six with like thirty-five seconds left, or something like that, and then chose not to. They just laid down and chose not to foul and extend the game. Did I not was seem like a Larry maybe. Bird thing to me. No. Especially when you have, you know, a Reggie Miller on your on your team. Yeah, I, I was very confused and, by that. And the Bulls aren't great at free throws. They never have been. I mean, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I, I thought that was a just a strange decision. Somebody missed something somewhere, but I don't know who. Like, maybe they thought it was a one-possession game, and so they just wanted to play defense, but, like... Even at that, like, 
there's a whole possession going by. You can look up at the scoreboard and be like, oh, shit, we're down six, dude. We got a foul. Like, even if you wait ten seconds or something like that. Like, I don't know. I thought that was, I thought that was really weird. It was but, a little confusing. It, it, yeah. it really felt like somebody missed something somewhere, but I, I don't know who or what or why. Right. See, that just feels like a, 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 a bird thing where he's like, ah, whatever. It's game one. It's a long series. We lost this one sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, he wouldn't have done that if he was on the floor. No, he wouldn't have done it if he was on the floor. That's true. Yeah. I blame McMillan. <laughs> that's fair. That's 100% fair. That's right. Yeah. I, uh, you, know, you know who else you can blame who was on our roster that year who didn't see the floor this game? Freddie Hoiberg. Ah, yeah. He fair. shaved his head and looked stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or oh, yeah, Austin Crozier at the ripe young age of 22. That's right. Oh, nice. Yeah. We, uh, we didn't even mention that yet. Uh, we were talking about a pregame. But, yeah, the Pacers this year, as in many years uh, in solidarity for the playoffs, the players shave their heads. But this season, the 98 season, they actually got all the goofy white guys to do it, too. That's right. That's right. Uh, There's so many goofy white guys on this team. <laughs> and it was... Mark Pope. We had a Mark Pope sighting. Fabulous. Yeah. We had, yeah. We did have a Mark Pope sighting. Yeah. Like, and not in the last 30 seconds. No, no, in like the second quarter. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. he's like part of our rotation. Play. He is. He's the second unit center. What is going on? He plays like a minute it? per quarter. That's his job. <laughs> yeah. is, is he getting minutes ironically? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Larry Bird's on the sidelines in his tight jeans. He's, and Mark he's like, Pope. The hipsters in 15 years are going to love this. (laughs) 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 He's visionary. (laughs) They're going to be sipping a PBR and saying, Larry Bird's hilarious. (laughs) I played white towels before playing white towels was cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the Pacers dropped that one. Should we take a break and then talk about game two? Yep. We were going to talk about Game Two in this uh, Eastern Conference Finals versus the Bulls. So, as I mentioned at the top, 
This game is, again, the Chicago Pacers lose this one, 98-104. But this one played out, you know, a little bit differently. Uh, Jason, what did you see from this game that was uh, different from the first? Actually, I was just going to say, you know, whatever you heard us say in the previous 20 minutes, just cut that and paste it here. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Basically. Uh, Wait, there is way more points scored in this game. Yeah, exactly. So so this is like a inflation or whatever, mm. right? Like, yeah, just the, the number of points is a little bit higher. Yeah. Pacers, you know, keep it close. Uh, in the first and second actually go into halftime uh, with the lead. Um Upset, quite good. Yeah. Upset, uh, and then yeah. the, the the Bulls uh, just demolish us in the third quarter, and Michael Jordan takes over in the fourth. And uh, there you have it. That's my synopsis. The Bulls we, also uh, shot much better. Yeah, that's true. Hey, uh, that was we, my silver we, lining. I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we actually uh, we did a fun thing. We watched this game together on Friday mm-hmm. night. The Undebeatables um, on a. What is that website called, Joey? Watch Together? That was watch, to, watch, watch Together, and the two is the number two. Gotcha. So shout out to them. Um, it's kind of fun. You can watch the game and chat. And So uh, so my in-depth analysis of this is not what it normally might be because we were mostly bullshitting. But uh, Colson took some notes, so let's lean on him. I did. I did. I have, I have notes like um, Kukoc with the good hair and... <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Is Randy Brown a sex move? That's the kind of yeah. kind of notes I took. Yep. Um, <laughs> There's getting a real peek behind the curtain here. Yeah. Um, no, I I, I thought um, uh, the the foul trouble. There's Rodman with three fouls, Rose with three fouls, and, and uh, McKee with three fouls. Uh, early second quarter, um, I thought that that was going to have more of an effect on the game. It didn't really. <laughs> um, mm. uh, Jordan, I thought, was way better in the first half than he was in uh, in game one. Um, he also hits a killer baseline jumper with three seconds to go in the half. So instead of being down nine, they're only down seven. Um, and then they just blitz us coming out of the gate again in the third, just like they did in game one. Uh, and it's all tied up at 88. Or I'm sorry, 58. Um, with 7.27 to go. Um, yeah, and then it's just a, a Michael Jordan march to the line. Uh, and then, of course, he hits another jumper to hit the, to end the quarter because that's just what Michael Jordan does. It, I wrote at this point in the game, the Bulls have 13 steals. Um, Jordan gets it and moves into first uh, for the all-time steal leader in playoffs. The list at that point was Michael Jordan, number two, Magic, Johnson, number three, Scottie Pippen. So we're playing two of the greatest Steelers uh, in the history of the playoffs on the same court, which sucks, especially if you're Mark Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tough one for Mark in this game. Uh, to the Pacers' credit, though, um, even after the Bulls sort of charged back in that, the Pacers, again, I guess similar to, to game one, would make these surges and be close they you know we, ne- we never really fell out of uh out of reaching distance from the bulls mm-hmm. um which i which is interesting to me as, as this bulls team you know they 
uh, and I think on the broadcast they mentioned it a couple times that they have this tendency to sort of go into these lulls once they get the lead or whatever, and you can totally see it um, uh, with them. This was uh, reminded me of the uh, the '95 series against the Knicks. It was just a lot of a lot of stop start action, a lot of fouls. These teams shoot a combined 71 free throws in this mm-hmm. game. Uh, Jordan, 18 by himself. Uh, he ends up scoring 41 in this game. Which was his season assists, high. Four steals and four boards. That was his season high? Yep. Yeah, that's what they oh, said wow. on the broadcast. Impressive. Uh, Pacers balance scoring. Chris Mullen makes an appearance in this game. Actually hits some shots. Scores 18. Uh, and Reggie Miller, I thought, was a bit more aggressive um, getting his shot and getting to the line, uh, for sure. All the With same, the Reggie is up 9 for 27 through the first two games. Mm, yeah. Not the kind of performance he was hoping for on the road. And this was a game where our ben- we talked about our bench unit in that first game sort of doing a good job uh, getting us into the lead and, and doing some good things. Uh, or, or rallying us back into it. Um, this game, not so much. This was a, a classic Travis Best game where he dribbled for many, many, many seconds of shot clocks and did nothing with the ball. And uh, yeah, not good. Well, what I mean, two that points. <laughs> that may be, but I mean, what Larry Bird seems to have learned is that when Travis Best comes in, Randy Brown comes in. And somehow net mm. net, that's useful. <laughs> yeah. And he also sure. likes because he try. He, what he also tries to do is stagger it so they can get uh, Mark Jackson in when Pippen is out, so that Steve Kerr has to guard him, which is also what he's trying to do. There was that's definitely what he's some, trying to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely. Yeah. But I mean, basically, he gets like one possession before Phil Jackson puts Pippen back right. in. But like, yeah. it's there's definitely a chess match going on here on yeah. on the substitutions for sure. Which makes sense, right? Because Phil Jackson doesn't want Steve Kerr on Trav Best. He's way, way, way too fast. Right. And uh, Kerr yeah. can't really guard Jackson. Yeah, Kerr. No, Kirk the, the couple of possessions that he gets, Jackson goes immediately to the post and just abuses Steve Kerr. Yep. Yeah. Um, and makes use which, of those double teams to find Mark Jackson at the rim. Or, I'm sorry, Dale Davis at the rim, rather. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in, in this game, Smits, too. I, I thought Smits had a really effective game, and, and uh, Jackson does a good job of finding him. Um, in fact, near the end of the game, I think we're down seven with three and a half minutes to go, and we go on a little mini burst where we go on an 8-4 run, which doesn't sound like much, but you're down three with just a, you know, a couple minutes mm-hmm. to go. You feel like you're in this game. But um, it's a couple Mark Jackson dimes, one for a Smits dunk. We got a Mullen three. And then a Jackson steal for a Reggie three. So uh, Mark Jackson definitely trying to make his presence known down the stretch. Uh, just not enough because Jordan then responds with two back-to-back jumpers, which pushes it out of the out of uh, reach. Yeah, and and Smith's certainly much better in this game, but it's still not looking like Rick Smith is going to be a major player in this series. Yeah, well, not not Score like he 17. was. Yeah, I mean, on seven of eleven. And had eight rebounds. Like, that's a nice game. With Luke Longley guarding him. <laughs> Good not call. Not Patrick Ewing. I mean, that's the point, right? I mean, we just yeah, this is Yeah, this is not 95 Rick Smith. Of a Hall of Famer, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. 
uh, he's just he, he he's not been able to 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 take advantage and when we're finding the ball in the post we're finding double teams the, the the bulls defense is just really frenetic like they 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 come by and they swat and they make life tough for you in the post yeah yeah if you can even get it into the post if you I mean, get they it, do really smart front. things i mean they front and yep. their perimeter finish i mean between harper jordan and uh pippen on the perimeter it's basically like i don't even know how people can like see into the lane to even make i don't think they could constantly trying to have to do these lobs over the front in the post and you know by the time the ball by the time smiths or whoever is in the post receives the ball there's two guys around him already and it's it's just chaos i had forgotten how tough ron harper was out there you know yeah that 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 guy really (laughs) that guy really plays hard he's got a he's got a big body well and you've got uh you know ku coach and rodman with a bunch of length as well uh active hands I um do they do they just does the coaching staff just make skip passes illegal in this series like you just have to throw it all the way around the oh, horn you should. <laughs> because yeah. every time we try to I don't know at what point we stop doing this but we keep throwing it to them in these first two games on these skip passes I'm hoping that we change that moving forward in the series we'll see well and it's like one of those things where I think Mark Jackson made one of those plays or something like that when we were watching last night or uh, Friday and uh, the it's one of those things where it seems like a really brilliant thing. Like, oh, I'm just going to go to the opposite side of the defense, but against this team, like, Jordan's just sitting there waiting. Um, Both Jordan and Pippen have – they, they just always know where everybody is on the floor. Like, they – Yes. Somehow they can not watch their guy but know what their guy is. Like, it, it, it really is amazing to watch them. <laughs> yep. The other thing uh, – I mentioned this to you guys when we were watching is that the way so they have Pippen guarding uh, Jackson, and so then they put Ron Harper on Miller, and that allows Jordan to guard uh, Chris Mullen, who <laughs> at this stage in his career is not a guy that's going to make you work defensively too much. He's not running. He's not running around like Reggie Miller running off screens or anything like that. Um, so Jordan essentially gets to kind of rest on defense right. slash poach slash yeah. play f- free safety like it's like our it's idea is to have yeah. chris mullen post him up or Derek mckee post jordan up when he's in the game yeah every time on yeah. That end. and it's <laughs> exactly. not it's just not enough right, right. Mm-hmm. To, re- right. To, to to really gas michael jordan one of the greatest athletes in any sport ever that's right oh. that's right yeah th- i mean and that being said the pacers in both game one and game two if they can figure out a way to withstand these surges out of the halftime break are and even with those surges out of the halftime break are in these games yeah right? we're not I mean, out like, of either are, of these games these are winnable games right yep. yeah um on the road right? against the defending champs we are and have in not those games. done a good job of you know abusing tony kukoc's defense right, right. like there right. there are still opportunities out here for us yeah, I would say, and and definitely have not played their best ball. Yeah, like right. I mean, we turned the ball over twenty, what? How many? Twenty five times in game one. <laughs> uh, it was nineteen in this one, twenty five in game. Twenty five in game one. The Bulls in this game, which was, I, I don't know, maybe more competitive. I don't know. Hard to say, but fifteen steals in this one, like, th- that's a <laughs> <Yeah>. lot. <laughs> That's a lot. 
And a lot yeah. of those are live ball turnovers that are leading to easy baskets. Easy yeah. baskets. And what we do well is play a set half-court defense. This is not foreign right. to current Pacers fans. It's what we do right. well is understand the X's and O's once we get past the half-court and set our D. When That's we right. give up 34 live ball turnovers through two games – Against the greatest player of all time, yeah, that, that that may not work out well. So, not a super surprising result. I mean, if anything, the fact that we were as close as we were in these games is maybe the surprising part. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think it smells. It's it suggests that there is a path to success, right? So. And to this team's credit, they definitely never stopped believing in themselves. They knew yeah. after these games that they were they were in a position to win this series. Still, that's right. Yeah, I mean, they didn't steal one, which is what you want to do, but they also, you know, haven't lost at home yet. Like, they're they're still in this, you know, they're still in the series. There was no panic. Yeah. Yep. Um, interesting fun fact. Um, Jordan had played 166 career NBA playoff games uh, heading into this uh, matchup and had played zero against the Indiana Pacers. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, it's one of those sports anomalies. This is uh, Indy Star. Shout out. Um, and it's not like the Pacers weren't making playoffs at the same time. In Jordan's 12 previous seasons, the Pacers reached the postseason seven times. Um, but the seeming annual Bulls stampede through the East never went through Market Square Arena. Reggie Miller said prior to game one, they've seen it all, but they haven't seen us. <laughs> that is a weird fact and i was trying to when i was uh, putting together the you know set up set up for this series like obviously we didn't have the the history that we did against the knicks so i wasn't yeah. going to go into full depth but i didn't realize that we had never played them in the playoffs in the jordan era as <laughs> well it is and it's it you know I, I think that that speaks to having a coach like larry bird i mean he was an imperfect coach but one of the things that he could bring was like a rational confidence, mm-hmm. right? And having never seen a team before, he can flip that on its head and say, well, they haven't seen us either. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I think, yeah, and I guess that wraps it up for game one and two, basically, unless you guys had anything else. Um, and we can uh, talk about games three and four next week, which will be a little bit more upbeat, I think. <laughs> That's right. Although this is super fun to to watch the the type of basketball between ninety five and ninety eight, it's amazing how different. Unbelievable! Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, it speaks to. I mean, I think uh, maybe the uh, definition of the game we're watching this for <laughs> like it's right, it's sure. not so pixely. Um, I think they've they've uh, kind of uh, met your matrix on how often to show the score. And the time, yep. um, it's yep. it's not like every twelve minutes, but it's not on all the time. Um, the the game is a little bit faster, but I think more than all of that, this Pacer team is just more confident. It's just more savvy. Mm-hmm. It's better. Sure, but we yeah. also added things. We added a penetrator in Travis Best. Yep. Right. We added mm-hmm. three point shooting in Chris Mullen. We yep. added the lob to Dale Davis. Like it's not try a, a high post pick and roll, and then we're out of ideas. Yeah, yeah. There's a really, I mean, Jalen Rose adds a whole interesting element, you yeah. know, being a six eight guy that can handle the ball in that second unit. Yeah. Like this just looks like like 
I mean, if you showed me both of these things back to back, I would say they were from completely different eras. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's 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 like eighty percent the same players. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and you know, and in fairness, you know, besides Rick Smiths, most of these players are get, are young and getting better. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, especially Reggie Miller, like '95 is like his first. That's him breaking out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right, and creating a name for himself in that playoffs. Uh, and that doesn't stop for a while. Yeah. Um, but just having the confidence and, you know, like the, the, the league didn't believe in the three-point shot. Like coaches did not right. make that a point of emphasis at that time. Like Reggie was yeah. breaking the mold. Right. Yeah, even now in, in game two, the Bulls took a total of six three-pointers and the Pacers took 12. Like it's it's an afterthought you know yeah like you'll see guys like you know you you were see routinely see guys you know jump jump up to get around a guy and and shoot from like six inches in front of the three-point line and you're like dude you're killing me here like that is just (laughs) percentage wise that's such a stupid thing to do right yeah um but it but it happens in both these series repeatedly yeah that being said, it, it, to speaking to Reggie Miller being sort of on the, the leading edge of this, in both games one and game two, he took opportunities on sort of fast break opportunities mm-hmm. to stop and shoot a three because yep. he that was his f- version of a dagger yep. dunk or whatever. And like, um, you know, and D- Doug Collins and Isaiah Thomas like come out of the break and they're just, like just berating him for not giving, you know, passing to the guy that might get a contested layup or something like that. You, yep. know? you know, it's funny. I, I have this memory of, of Reggie in the all-star game and I can't remember which one it was, but um, he uh, he's running on a fast break. Cause you know, it's the all-star game and uh, he stops at the three point line and the point guard throws it, you know, to, as though Reggie is going to go for the layup. And so it goes out of bounds and cause he's not used to a guy stopping at the three point line. And so the next time down the court, on a fast break, Reggie breaks for the that. for the layup, and the point guard throws it to the three point line, and, and it's a second <laughs> turnover. But it's one of those things where that's just what Reggie did on a fast break. You pull up for that three, and people yeah. weren't doing that then, you know. And now it's right. just standard in the game. Yeah, yeah. if you can get now a wide the open first thing three you pointer, do is sprint to the corners. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you can get a wide open three pointer from the corner, that is the highest, you know, point output shot on the court. Yep. Yep. The best return on investment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. All right. Well, three and four next week. Let's do it. We got we got, we got one more topic. We definitely got to get into this week. We got an undegoogleable. Oh, are we doing undegoogleables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to. You said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. We got an undegoogleable tweeted into us this show, and uh, this is a little bit off the beaten path for us. This is a tweeted in by uh, Stefan, and the question is: there was a there was a, a poll on Twitter, and he says this is an undegoogleable. I agree. The question is: when people say, "quote How much stock should I put into this?" Does this refer to 
the financial entity or broth made from meat. <laughs> so with no that's context, a, that's a good question. With or no does context, it refer to cattle. Uh, yeah. Or so with no does c- cattle refer to what we named the stock market for? Mm. Good mm. question. I don't know. I think so, it does. I think that actually is true. I do think know. that. You, okay, you think the stock I feel market. Like the, is, okay. the Chicago Stock Exchange was like literally exchanging livestock. Okay. But that's a side on the Google. We'll get okay. to that later. <laughs> uh, shout out to what is it, Stefan? Stefan, yeah, Stefan. Yeah. yeah, I think he. Uh, this person is a uh, a DC resident. So um, once we get back to life at normal, tweet at me and we can uh, buy you a beer for this. Because he he also tweeted he retweeted this to uh, to us and to the Prince of Petworth, which is like a popular DC blog. So I assume mm. this person's a. Nice DC person. Shut up. Uh, don't put much stock in it. Yeah, if you had a soup, would you want to put? You wouldn't want to put too much stock in it, I guess. Depends on how good your stock is. Yeah, 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 yeah and it true. depends on what you're trying yeah. to make. I mean, it's all about balance. You know? Yeah, like a chicken noodle soup, you'd want, you know, decent amount of stock. Right, but, but at the, the, the end of the day, is soup. Right. At the end of the day, it is about balance. Like, okay, so. Risotto, then. Sure. About balance. Yeah, you can put stock in risotto, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't want it wet and... You don't want to put too much into it, or you're going to end up with a mushy risotto. Right. If you put too much stock on the market, you're going to lose or gain too much money? I, don't, I, I mean, I don't know, <laughs> right? Like. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I, I think it is, is, is how much... Do you want to value this information, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that makes me think about stock market. But oh, so and I don't know if this is going to change any opinions. But this was so I said this was a poll on Twitter. There were 552 votes. The final results, with uh, you know that's that's decent sample size. Uh, The broth from meat wins, but 50.9 percent. Wow! Wait, what? Forty nine point one. So it's it's like fifty one to forty nine. Uh, people divided. And uh, most people went with it had to do with cooking. The broth one, yeah, uh, meat, yeah. The, the broth. Interesting. So that was what uh, that's what the the Twitterverse thinks. Hmm. Um, well, I mean, well, far be I, it for me to disagree with the internet, but I, I am <laughs> ultimately on Jason's side on this. I do feel like it is a financial thing ultimately yeah and i guess i don't feel like it's the stock market but like you know stock that you would own in a company you know like the shares of ownership right right Right. yeah same same concept i guess but i mean on some level it is the same idea right it's about having a balanced portfolio versus like a balanced dish right like i i I see it both ways but if I, i i think that the saying came from the stock market which then I think leads to our, the the side on the Google that we had tabled earlier, which is where does the the stock, which is a a share of a company, right, or mm-hmm. essentially stocks mm-hmm. or shares of companies, um, where does that term come from? Is it from actual livestock, which were originally traded, 
Well, I mean, the using first... using using stock as a, a, a means of wealth transfer is meaning cattle as a means of wealth wealth transfer it goes back to the beginning of civilization, right? Sure, but it wasn't seen mm-hmm. that way. Like, I don't think we sure, had the language for that. Well, but I mean, like, like that was the, that's like the main component of like a dowry when you get married or something like that. Is right, but to split you. it up as some into like stocks are smaller shares of a larger thing, right? We just so the first stocks that I'm aware of would be like the East India Trading Company. Okay, sure, yeah. And the one first, thing like, that they were companies. definitely not trading were cows. <laughs> right, sure. Well, they're, 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 that's I think where you hit the line between you know a physical. Uh, representation like a, a, a ownership where it's it's a discrete thing and this and then it turns into an abstraction with like paper stock you know that's where it changes in some way sure. in between those two Colson you're 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 really quiet on this one that's cuz he's <laughs> cheating he's Googling. No I'm not Oh you're already cheater No 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 I I I well I am trying to google it but I got nothing so maybe <laughs> Um, oh wow! So you're trying thinking, to cheat. I was thinking it was like uh, stock of celery. That's what I was thinking. What? <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I got I, I got nothing. Okay. No, I, I like. Stock uh, of um, it's no, okay. I, I assumed I always assumed it was the stock market as well. I didn't even question it. Um, I never thought of it as soup. Um, I like the idea. You're right, Harper. That you know, both kind of allow it to be the same thing because you're trying to have balance. Um, but I always, I always thought if you were putting too much stuff in something, then you were risking something. Where I don't feel like mm-hmm. if you put too much stock in a soup, you're really risking anything outside of a, you know, or, a or a risotto meal. outside of a mushy soup. Like if you put too much yeah. stock in, in, too much of your own money into something, then you could lose it all. And so I think that's why it's the stock exchange. Versus the balance idea. Okay. And so, bro- broth doesn't have to be made from meat, by the way. I have oh, plenty you know, of no, vegetables. One, one of my favorite smells in the universe is a good veggie broth. Mm-hmm. Throw that thing on low for like 10 hours. Makes the house oh, yeah. smell amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, which one are you searching? I'll search the other. I'm uh, searching on the origin of stock market, why they call it a stock market. Okay. I will look for... And don't put too much I'm incensed right now because we've been doing undergoogables for so many years and never once was celery mentioned. And you're, you're being ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> celery is never the answer to anybody's question. It's true. <laughs> and stock is S-D-L, S-T-A-L-K. Mm-hmm. Stalkers have also never been mentioned here. I would like to keep it that way. Shut <laughs> it down, Colson. Okay. okay. Shut it down. No stalking. No down. stalks. It's always got to be uh, Shakespeare and falconry. Right. So I'm I'm guessing falconry. This is a helpful. Falconry. Falconry. Very good. <laughs> I see. So I'm on, on Merriam-Webster. It says there's an idiom. Put stock in. Uh, it says to have confidence or faith in something or something. Okay, according to Isamu Inohara mm-hmm. on Quora.com, uh, one of the most important forms of currency in England in uh, 
one of the King Henry's times, were <laughs> notched tally sticks used to record debts. No. Tally sticks were quite explicitly IOUs. Both parties to a transaction would take a hazelwood twig, notch it to indicate the amount owed, and then split it in half. So this is how the we creditor, were tracking debt with pencils. Yep. Cool. The, the creditor would keep one half, called the stock, hence the origin of the term stock. No holder. way. Are you kidding? And the debtor me? kept the other, called the stub, which is the origin of the term, like ticket stub. Um, tax assessors use such twigs to calculate amounts owed by local sheriffs. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Wow. I, do, I have no idea if that's true. I haven't, this is one site. I have not verified it yet. But that's kind of cool, I guess. That is very cool. Is, yeah. I mean, indications here seem to be pointing to its stock market based. But there's Jason, nothing what was this, definitive. What was the source on yours? Well, it was like a Quora, Quora, an answer to a Quora question. Yeah. Do you know who the Quora answer was? It like a Harvard professor? Because that would be tight. It was Isamoru Inohara or something like that. I, I mean, no it wasn't, there were no credentials associated with it. Gotcha. So I'm on, it's ETM, ETYMonline.com. It's an online etymology dictionary. Oh, I'm there but, too. Okay. Cool. Okay, yeah. Well, the old English stock stump post stake tree trunk log. That sounds a lot like. Well, I'm looking at this the second definition though, which is mm. defined oh, as supply yeah. for future use or yeah. sum of money, uh, Middle English developments of stock, uh, but uh, ultimate sense c- connection is uncertain. Perhaps the notion is of the trunk from which gains are an outgrowth or from stock in obsolete sense of a money box. Well, Please. hold on. Now. So the one below it, the, like the, the next paragraph, the mm-hmm. in stock in the possession of a trader from the 1610s, meaning broth made by boiling meat or vegetables. And uh, the, so, the, so I had it backwards. So the term livestock actually comes... From the other stock. way around, so there, yeah. there was an idea of a thing that had value, and then you had uh, live stock, live stock, yeah. yeah, as opposed to the dead boiled down stock, <laughs> right? So <laughs> that's the that's actually that's stock. really interesting. That that actually makes a lot of sense. Sue it, yeah. Wow. So these might actually be pretty closely entangled. Let's, I did. Let's just shout out any like legit etymologists out there. Like, Mm -hmm. help us out on this one if you can. This is a really good question. This is really interesting, yeah. I'm just looking up the history of stock exchanges. I don't know if that's useful. No. Okay. But go ahead. Go go eat some celery. (laughs) I saw that. The coffee houses. Whatever, Colson. Is that what you're... Oh, well, so some see the key event as the Dutch East India Company, which we already mentioned. Um, But we also are going back uh, to the Roman Republic... Um, let's see organization contractors or leaseholders who performed temple building and other services for the government one such service was feeding the geese uh, on the capital line hill as a reward to the birds after their honking warned of a Gaelic invasion in 390 BC what is happening 
Why is that a thing? Why is Super this connected? Super relevant. Um, I was hoping you were going to explain that to us. <laughs> uh, participants <laughs> in such organizations had shares, a concept mentioned various times by the statement and orator Cicero. What does that have to do with the freaking geese? Anyway. All right, Joey, take us out. Uh, anyway, we nailed it. <laughs> we were kind of close, I think, maybe. We're not actually sure what the answer is. I mean, um, it, it has not there. been proven that we're wrong. That's right. true. I, and I it feel like I learned some stuff, and that's the fun part of the game, right? Yeah. yeah. And awesome question. That is... It's a fantastic yeah. question. Great question. Uh, that's why... And see, Harper, you, you know, you don't want to... You say you're loath to disagree with the internet. Uh Split right down the middle, so. So it's at least half wrong. Yes, 100%. which makes me at least half right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this post-truthy world, boom, absolutely. And your glass is half full. Not the way I do it. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to grab another beer before we? Uh, the glass is I'm fully I'm empty. I might need another one just for the outro. Okay. <laughs> At this rate. All right. We're going to get out of here while you grab your drink. Um, we'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, thanks for, for sending in uh, the Undegoogables. We always love getting into those. Um, if you'd like to send more of those our way and get whatever you get out of that from us, if you want to get more of that... Um, <laughs> You can hit us up on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. You're talking this thing up, Joe. <laughs> However it is, you derive value from this nonsense. <laughs> uh, you can hit us up on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website, TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can send us a message if you want to do it that way. Uh, wherever you're listening, if you can rate, review us. Uh, you can usually share episode with a, a pacer fan in your life wherever whatever app you're using to to listen to this and um, we've got uh, t-shirts for the sale uh, for sale on the website slash store for a once and always coach Bobby sick Leonard now in the Hall of Fame turn out the last the party's over and I feel like Bobby ever listened to this show he'd be pissed yeah but it's in honor of him. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to take the edge off. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we met him um, in the uh, uh, while we were doing the show, and we tried to explain to him we did a podcast, and he stared through us. He had never heard of the term before. So I have a feeling that he's probably I mean, not gotten to he it. He did not stare through us. He was like the sweetest guy ever. No, no, no. He stared through the term. You're right. He was super nice. Yeah, he hadn't heard of podcasts before at that point. Although now he is on the... Um, um, the Sound Guys podcast. Is I recommend. Yeah, I recommend that. He does a. Uh, he and Mark Boyle do once a week, um, and it's just sort of uh, Mark Boyle's memories and stuff of his long history as a coach. It's really pretty oh, cool. Very cool. Um, there's a story about how he met his wife, and it's great. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Hmm, cool. But I think he's just he's calling it off. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, know he's he, on a he's, podcast. He just no. thinks he's talking on the phone. He just thinks he's right. talking to Mark Boyle. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Who knows how the radio works? Just talk and stuff. Too hey, I didn't know. even know that live stock meant stock that was living. I mean, yeah, you know, amazing. who knows how stuff works? 
It makes so much sense now. It does. Yeah. I assume well, there livestock was... meant dead stock. <laughs> <laughs> there was another thing about, uh, I, you know, I, I ran into about, uh, like, laughing stock. Mm. Um, ah. which, okay. which seems to have come from the, uh, like, the uh, stocks, uh, stock and pillory. Oh, uh, sure. Like, yeah. When you're put into the stocks in the yeah. middle of town because you did yeah. something wrong. Oh, yeah. that kind of stocks. Yeah. When you were, yeah, when the little kids would come by and laugh at you. And throw tomatoes at you. Well, always tomatoes. Yeah. Don't know why. Right. That's right. Had a lot of those laying around. This may come off bad, but I feel like that's the type of punishment we should bring back. Wow. Really? Strong stance by Jason. You know what? I think that's a real asshole move. <laughs> Stocks for Jason! <laughs> that's fine. I mean, I feel like if it's well-regulated... You know, no, you can throw tomatoes. Sure, sure. well regulated. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing in the Middle Ages was poorly regulated. Yeah, we just yeah, we just right. put you in the stocks yeah. and then walk away and just let people, you know, hit you and throw stuff at you and laugh at you. How long do you think if you got if for they like did a that day? To you, like, I yeah, feel how, like that's, how long yeah. is that? Is it for twenty four hours or I feel an like hour? Like no, no, I think it's longer than an hour. Yeah. <laughs> An afternoon? I feel like you gotta sleep in there at least once or twice, and that's not Oof. cool. That sounds awful. Yeah. yeah. Are they feeding yeah, you? Yeah, I would limit it to 12 hours at the most. Yeah. Right. Great, now I'm gonna look this up. But like a re- yeah. I don't know. Hey, I am well, Jason's got his platform course. for Congress. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This one was uh, tweeted into us uh, by Stefan on, on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but he's staying like the to guys us. from uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, <laughs> or like Stefan, the guy, the character <laughs> yeah, from SNL. Who talks to Seth Meyers. <laughs> Gotta check out the, the club. Oh, this is my favorite. <laughs> favorite character. <laughs> the hottest one. Guessing, guessing not the same one. Okay. 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 Well, Bill Hader, tweet us anytime. Or Stefan, <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, Ask Stefan, please. Scroja in, uh, on, uh, on Twitter. I don't know. Anyway, or S. Scroja. I'm not sure. Doesn't matter. The question. <laughs> Is that the under Google's? <laughs> How do we I want to start name? this over. This is bad. <laughs> okay. No, All right. You started over. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry, I've been drinking. Right. Leave me alone. <laughs> no. This will be outtakes. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might have to put another, like, couple quarters in. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the internet going.